This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey there, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 223, recorded Monday, August the 10th. 2015. That was an extended intro or extended delivery of your name there. That's correct. You're not going to say every sentence like that tonight, are you? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so, Jason, how, how's it going? How you been? What's new? Yes, good. Great. Nothing. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, I just want to say that uh, I was just on vacation. I was down in Lake Placid in Burlington, Vermont with the family, and that was really nice. That sounds, uh, it sounds wonderful. It's, it's beautiful down there um, in the Adirondack Mountains. We did lots of stuff. It's, uh, you know, climbed up the highest peak, went to various other things. The Osable Chasm, which was really cool if anyone's uh, from that area or has been to that area and knows that, uh, that landmark. It's really, really nice. What is it, a big uh, crack in the earth there? It's, they call it the... Uh, Grand Canyon of the East. <laughs> right, of course they do. And I've never been to the Grand Canyon in, uh, in of the West, but this I don't think nearly. You know, I think this is um, dwarfed in size by the by the main Grand Canyon. So it's a grandish canyon. It's not very grand compared to that, but you know, seeing it on its own, it's pretty nice. It's it's really nice, and they've done a nice job with the uh, with the tourist access to it. So you get a real feeling for it, and it's really fun. What would be a step down from Grand? It would be uh, uh, like you have a grand piano, so you would have a baby Grand Canyon. Is that would uh, maybe an upright concert canyon. <laughs> upright, an upright <laughs> chasm. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's that's a good question. But it was really nice. But the reason I bring this up is that I was on vacation. I'm off. I was off work, of course, because by definition, when you're on vacation, you're off work. And now I'm back at work today. And today was long and hard, and I had to drive a lot, and I was looking at the way things are going to be going for me in the next few months, end of the summer, into the spring. Right I mean, up into, until retirement kind into, of thing? Into the fall, and then right up until retirement, yeah. Yep. I was looking at my immediate future, and I'm, I don't see any let up in the amount of crap I have to do at my day job, and I'm a little bit worried, frankly, that it's going to, there is a risk that it might impact the schedule we keep here on the podcast of recording Monday nights and then, of course, Monday and Wednesday nights during the main show. So the answer is obviously tell them to go to hell. Well, I've decided that I'm going to make it my point, my goal. I'm going to make a point to mission. have a goal. <laughs> write, that, write it down. It's, it, that way it's a mission statement. Okay, I should write it down, but I'm going to, I'm going to write down that I'm not going to let my day job, which is important to me because, you know, it pays the bills, but I'm not going to let it screw up the podcast schedule the way I think it's looking like it might, because I like, don't want that to happen. Right. Okay. Well, that, that's good. Yeah. And I'm going to have to maybe have a conversation with someone at work about that. Now, the other thing is, if there's anybody out there that wants to you know, give me a job full-time podcasting <laughs> and has a handsome salary to pay for us to do that. And, um, uh, and they want you to have a, a sidekick? And, and, and a sidekick? It doesn't have to be a full-time job for me. Just, uh, you know, letting you know. All right. If there's anyone out there that has that sort of opportunity and is looking for someone to fill that spot, 
I, I may be your person. I may be your guy. Right. So well, that would be nice. I'm just saying. Uh, and and then I and then I wouldn't have any of these problems to worry about with the day job, which, like I said, is great. But it's looking like there's no end in sight to the uh, amount of work I have to do. Yeah. So I don't want it to script the podcast, but let's hope that is not going to happen. I also hope this. Yes. Um, all right. We've got a few things to do on the show today. The Walking Dead news. There's lots of that to get caught up on. And we are finally going to talk about that parody movie, The Walking Deceased, a little bit. Briefly. That, that should be fun. Um, but first, I want to address something that has come up with regards to our contest, our Fear the Walking Dead contest, that in which we asked you to guess what they're going to call the zombies on that show. Right. So if you've been paying attention, if you've been following the news, you may have noticed that showrunner for that show, Dave Erickson, came out, uh, was it at Comic-Con? Or it was maybe at uh, event, an event just after Comic-Con. But he mentioned, he revealed what they call the zombies in that show. Yeah, so we had the contest running where we wanted to try and get the listeners to guess what, the, what they would call walkers mm-hmm. the, or the zombies. And they went and, you know, revealed it, screwing up our contest just, taking it, twisting it up into a little ball, throwing it into the air, letting it uh, fall down, and then hitting it with a, uh, a wet dog a couple of times. <laughs> they basically undermined our whole thing that we were doing here, our whole contest. Yeah, that's what I meant by hitting it with a wet dog. Right. Uh, that, of course you did. That's exactly what that means, doesn't yes, it? Yes, of course. So he revealed that they don't call them walkers, they don't call them zombies. According to Dave Erickson, they call them the infected. Right, which is interesting in, in and of itself. It is, and I think maybe that's something we'll get into next time, because our next podcast, by the way, in two weeks, we'll be covering the first episode of that show. Exciting. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, why that's interesting. But the point is right now that, according to him, that is what they're going to call them, therefore rendering our contest a little bit moot at this does that point. Mean, does that mean he wins? The contest? Whoa, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, did he, he, didn't, he didn't write in, did he, or uh, call in with the uh, with the answer? No, not that I know of. Okay, so he doesn't. He's not qualified to win. No, he he didn't officially enter, so he doesn't win. And he may be lying. That's right. So with that in mind, <laughs> he didn't win, but we all lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. No, that's not true. But um, he may be lying. Now, with that in mind, we've got a plan for how to handle this, and here's what we're going to do. Our plan is essentially threefold. First of all, we have had some people write in with that guess already. Right. So what we've decided to do is um, everyone who sent in the infected as their as their guess, and we received the entry before uh, the date of the article in which he revealed this is what he said. Um, and I'll figure out exactly what date that was or the event that he was at. Everyone who sent the sent in that guest before then will receive a small Walking Dead related prize. Good. So I'll be reaching out to you guys um, probably in the next two weeks or maybe after you know the the show air um, uh, airs um, for your address and stuff like that. And we'll get something small out to you just for uh, for you know getting it right basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, as you said, he may be lying. Or he may be not entirely telling the truth. Or the third option is we have our own sort of internal rules for this contest. And based on our rules, 
that answer may not be the correct answer, if you know what I mean. So what we're going to do right now is say that for now, the contest is still open and wait for official confirmation based on the actual show and based on what our internal rules for the contest were to see what the sort of real final winning answer will be. Mm-hmm. And our internal rules were things like it has to be mentioned on more than one episode. It has to be mentioned by, you know, a main character. Um, and the main the character who mentioned it mentions it has to know, has to understand that the zombies are actually undead. And one of the things we said is they can't just think they're infected with something. They have to know they are undead. Right. And, and that's probably the key one right there. So, so even the showrunner might be wrong based on our rules. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, if they genu- if they call them the infected and they genuinely think based on our interpretation and our interpretation only, <laughs> um, and, and they think they're infected and they don't realize they're reanimated dead, then that might not be the right answer. That's true. So what we're going to do, as I said, is give out a small prize to everyone who chose infected just for getting that right. But then if the real answer is something different, we will award uh, a more substantial grand prize to somebody who chose that if there is if there is a winner. Right. Uh, if there is someone who chose that. If there's more than one, all the names go in a hat and we will pick one out as the grand prize winner. Can I choose the hat? The hat? Yes. Oh, yes, of course. You can choose the hat. All right, good. <laughs> Good. Um, in the event, uh, oh, and one more thing. Um, so for now, for the next two weeks, you can continue to submit entries if you'd like. However, we will no longer accept the infected or infected as an acceptable answer. Or variations of, you know, like the infectoids, right. uh, the effect, infecticons, uh, you know, anything you could make up that uh, is... That's right. Uh, offshoot of infected. That's right. None of that stuff. You can continue to submit other entries, though. Um, and if that happens to be the uh, the winning, you know, uh, winning answer to this question, then you uh, will be the winner of the contest. Right. In the event that we determine that the winning uh, answer is is something else that nobody chose, what we will do is throw everybody in a hat. Pick a winner. Oh, you see, I was thinking in that case, in that special case, we would put my name in a hat and pick it out. <laughs> well, we might do that, but you won't receive anything. <laughs> Can I keep the hat? Yes. All right, good. All right, so that's that's what's going to happen right now. Um, I won't recap that. It's all there. It's all very confusing, but hopefully it makes sense to everybody, and uh, that's how we're going to handle this. Thank you very much, Dave Erickson. Basically, keep guessing, don't guess infected. It comes down to that, pretty much, yes. And those of you who did guess infected before that time, congratulations, you will receive a small prize. I'll be in touch at some point. Cool. All right, so that's how we're handling the contest. Let's move right ahead into the news. The Walking Dead News. All right, we're going to stick with the Fear the Walking Dead show right now for the news, because, Jason, they sent out the first two episodes to uh, critics, of which we are not included, unfortunately. I really got to figure out how to get on that list. Well, we're more pundits than critics. Yeah, I could fully agree with that. But I'm pretty sure lots of like blog-type websites receive these. So they yeah, have but, some sort of accreditation. Well, it depends on what you plan to do with it. If you plan to review it, 
that's one thing. We don't really review the episodes. We kind of talk about them and give our opinions, which may, I guess, could be construed as a review. I'm not entirely convinced that we qualify uh, for receiving advanced copies of the episode. You know, you may be right. You may be right about that. Uh, I just think... (laughs) To be honest, my perspective is it would just make our life slightly easier because we could watch the first episode or two at our leisure and prepare for our coverage of it on the normal date we'd do the podcast. Yeah, leisure is for the week. Leisure is for the week, yeah. Well, screw leisure. Anyways, there are a bunch of reviews out there now from all the big outlets, and I'm going to run through, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, at least four of them here and pull out some quotes, and uh, I want... You to tell me what you think about all these. Will do. All right. So the Hollywood Reporter, everyone knows them. They reviewed Fear the Walking Dead. And, uh, you know, before I start here, I tried to make these as spoiler-free as possible. But the fact is they do refer to some events that were in these episodes in an indirect way. They refer to the characters. And, of course, a review is telling you what the reviewer thought of the episode. And that in and of itself could probably be considered a little bit of a spoiler if you are trying to go in 100% blind having not seen anything but I think if you've seen the trailers and all the little spots for these you probably won't be you know spoiled by anything you're about to hear here but fair warning so the Hollywood Reporter uh, I got some quotes here first of all they say quote actual zombies are few and far between in the first two hours which makes fear much more of a traditional drama until the spread of the unknown virus really takes hold Awesome. Which is which is to say that the 90-minute first episode and the hour-long second episode, while not actually boring, are certainly less magnetic than the original. Hmm. Less magnetic. Less magnetic. Well, I'm uh, I for one am super excited to hear that because that's exactly what I wanted. You you wanted a slower pace. I wanted a slow. I didn't want the zombies to sh- rear their ugly heads right off the bat. I wanted there to be more of a build up, uh, you know, kind of a uh, a murder mystery kind of thing. What's going on? There's strange people eating other people. There's uh, you know breakouts that kind of thing. I I think that uh, having a lot of build up. I don't want them to be in a full full on zombie apocalypse during the whole first season. Maybe well, at the end. Well, okay, that's good. I mean, I I would agree with you there. I want there to be a bit of a slightly more slow burn here. And I think there's a, maybe you'll see as we read through some more of these that that may be what we're going to get. Now, I don't think it's going to take that long to to get through to the full zombie apocalypse. I think we're going to get there before the end of the first season, um, probably maybe halfway into the six episodes, which might feel a little fast while we're watching it, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, regarding some of the characters, the Hollywood Reporter said, "Teenagers are generally generally annoying on television shows, and the <laughs> and the ones here are no different. They just do dumb things. Some of this stuff is natural, sure, but much of it is not. And fear is not immune to that awful TV trope where the parents don't impart the crucial information that they know. As in, I just saw what is very very clearly a zombie, and I need you to stay inside. Right. You know, and, simple things." Yeah, and this is a problem that The Walking Dead, the main show, has had a little bit, but I feel like the main show has uh, has handled this much better than some other TV shows in the last, you know, five to ten years. Right. Where the characters actually do, you know, tell each other information. Um, and that, two, two reasons I think this has been the case. I think, on one hand, 
The Walking Dead has actually just been written pretty well in that people generally talk to each other and tell each other what's going on. However, the other thing is you have to remember that especially early on on the main show, the time passed very slowly. Like the whole season was a week or two weeks, right? Yeah. So it's not like in the context of the show you had uh, you had months or years going by where someone didn't tell someone else important information. It felt like that as the audience maybe, but really within the confines of the show, it might have only been a day. Mm-hmm. So I think The Walking Dead main show has handled this pretty well. I hope fear doesn't sort of ramp this up and and have characters not talking to each other just for the reasons, you know, just for suspense reasons or whatever. Yeah. You know, one of the things I don't like in television shows that uh, I've seen, even in shows that I really like, is uh, do what I say because I'm your parent and that's the rule. Right. Right. Like just, you know, impart a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, for sure. I you well, exactly. I mean, like it said here, if I just saw what is a zombie, don't run outside, stay indoors. Like hide. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think um, we all agree. Yeah, absolutely. I just I'm just worried. I just don't want this show to become you know, I don't want them to manufacture tension in that way and 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 just by having characters not talk to each other because that's cheap and easy. And I don't like cheap and easy. At least on my TV shows. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and one one other quote from The Hollywood Reporter. Dickens and Curtis, uh, that's Kim Dickens and Cliff Curtis, shine in early episodes. Her actions convey that she'll be a survivor no matter what, and his indicate that he's got some Rick Grimes can do as well. Awesome. So that's good. I mean, these two are these two people are great actors. I know Kim. I'm a little more familiar with Kim Dickens, anyways, but um, they're great. Sounds like they're going to be good in this in this show. I'm excited. Um, overall, I would say the Hollywood Reporter was positive on the two episodes, but it was really based mainly on them thinking that the series has dramatic potential. And not so much what they saw actually on screen in these two episodes. So we'll have to wait and see. Based on that review, I'd say we'll have to wait and see, you know, see the full season before they really pass judgment on it. That sounds fair. Okay, Yahoo TV wrote, The show spends time letting us get to know these and other characters, taking care to build some interest and allegiance to them. But even as it does so, an eeriness creeps into the opening episode right from the start. The drama equivalent of a poison gas leak. As written by Kirkman and Erickson and directed by Adam Davidson, the plot lets what we assume is impending zombiehood seep into the corners of the show. So that that's sort of similar, I think, to the first Hollywood Reporter uh, quote in that they take their time getting going, just introducing zombies and creepiness from the edges a little bit. Right. Which is a good sign. It, yeah, that makes me happy. They went on, the first two episodes are beautifully directed by Davidson with serene tension. Quietness and confusion are the elements that help create the fear in the show's title. Fear the Walking Dead has more in common with the Supernatural series The Returned, the original French version, not the more awkward American adaptation, than with the original Walking Dead. You watched The Returned, right? I watched The French Returned and loved it. Loved it so much, I want to watch it. I'm very much planning to watch it again. Um, I haven't seen the American one yet, although it is on my list because I like to watch, you know, American remakes of stuff for comparison to the original. 
but I loved The French Return. And I watched the first couple of episodes, but then I think I got busy with something else, you know, for example, a podcast or something where my uh, my wife decided to continue on without me. And I just basically, I had to stop at that point because I didn't want to go in afterwards. But the, the episode or two that I did watch, I really liked. Did Jenny and watch I'm, the whole thing? She watched the whole thing, the whole French version, and then she started watching the American version, but got annoyed with it and turned it off. <laughs> okay. As far as I know, it's a fairly accurate recreation the american version isn't it uh yes but not as compelling apparently interesting interesting well uh, anyways yeah i'm you should watch the rest of it if if she liked it a lot and you liked what you saw i recommend finishing it i thought it was amazing and just having that comparison here really makes me excited because i like i said loved it and if if fear the walking dead is kind of like that that's going to be amazing yeah um this yahoo tv was review was the most positive review of all the ones i read for sure so um you know there's that we'll we'll see where it falls when we get to take a look at it uh variety writes for walking dead fans fear does tap into a fertile vein since the earlier show's main protagonist rick slept through humanity's fall in a coma leaving flashbacks to putty in only some of the gaps Watching, special, or watching social norms collapse clearly plants an uncomfortable foot in reality, although Erickson, Kirkman, and company have a long way to go in terms of conjuring anything approaching that sort of emotional investment in these characters. Granted, the obvious goal was to see these extraordinary events unfold through ordinary people, but Dickens and Curtis, both fine actors, are left to dine on a too-thin gruel. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the metaphor there. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I thought was interesting. This this um, this quote is sort of saying that sure it's great and they've got a good idea here, but they don't give these good actors enough to do. That could be interesting. I mean, that's uh, that's one person's opinion. I'm not. Uh, they are great actors, so we'll see uh, if the writing can hold up. Which I I, I assumed it would. Like I I didn't think there would. Be, I, I'm not sure why I think this, but uh, I wouldn't think there would be any uh, any issues with writing. No, and, and I kind of agree with that. Like, you'd think if there was one thing they could get right here, it would be the writing. I mean, it's it's new territory. It involves Robert Kirkman. He's consistently, well, I don't know, has he? Has he consistently been a good writer? I mean, I, depends, I mean depends what you're yeah. talking about, I guess. Comic versus versus TV show or whatever. And of course, he's not the only writer on the TV show. Yeah, and even The Walking Dead has had missteps, which I attribute to writing. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Very true. Um, so I, I don't know. It's it's. I just thought it was an interesting quote to 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 hear one outlet say that this is a, a slow burn. We are given the time to get invested in these characters, and then Variety comes along and says, "Yeah, that's what they're trying to do, but it doesn't really work because they're not given enough. Like they're not right. written well enough." So, um, the whole kind of bottom line for Variety was that the first episode is too slow uh, and not so great, although the second episode is much better. So even if it kind of starts slow. It sounds like they pick it up quick. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm sort of okay with that. We'll, I'm okay we'll with it too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little leery. I'm, I'm most leery about this review. Uh, 
So, uh, I, you know, I think if they start off slow and it's a slow burn, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, I'm not in this zombie television show for all action all the time. And uh, I'm going to be severely disappointed if uh, in the pilot episode of Fear the Walking Dead, there's a car chase. Because <laughs> uh, that is, right now, it's my benchmark for shows I don't like. Car if chase? There's a, if there's a car chase, I'm not into the show. Car chase in the first episode or in general? Just in general. Wow. Yeah. If there's uh, anything with a car chase, I'm 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 out. <laughs> okay, that's that's interesting. Let's hope there's no car chase. I do know what the first scene of this this uh, show is, and uh, I won't get into it here. But y- you got to assume that the show starts with something a little bit provocative or or exciting, you know, not provocative, but it's something to hook you in, right? Right. So even though everyone's saying, yes, it's slow at the beginning, I know what the first scene is, the opening scene is, and, you know, they're going to start with something that is exciting. So we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. Okay, good. Um, finally, IndieWire writes, AMC has crafted exactly the show they set out to create. The Walking Dead is a ratings juggernaut, and its prequel is poised to help the cable network stay afloat during a lean post-Mad Men, post-Breaking Bad era. But Fear the Walking Dead is far less satisfying from a creative standpoint than Vince Gilligan's prequel offering. It's neither as original or relevant, and it certainly failed to break free of any formal restrictions. Uh, Perhaps most importantly, though, the new series lacks a beating heart, even a black one. When Civilization ends, it may end fast— but by moving too quickly through rich, dramatic territory and doing so without much action, Fear the Walking Dead doesn't seem to get why anyone would care. They graded this a C plus. Wow. And, and again, this one is bizarre because it almost says the opposite of everything else, where they want it to be a slow burn, but they felt like it moved way too quickly through rich, dramatic territory. <laughs> so I don't know. So what do we take away from all this? I mean... Overall, of the three different, um, sorry, of the four different media outlets we've we've talked about here, um, one is kind of middle of the road, one is really positive, and two are a little more negative. So average that out, and you're a little more on the negative side. The only thing I can I think we can take from uh, these reviews as a whole is that each individual reviewer has their own head up their own individual ass. Right, okay. <laughs> Head up the ass. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I don't, there's no real trend here other than the, the, you know, what I've taken out of this is, you know, basically I've heard exactly what I want to hear, which is either what they said or not, I don't know, but I've heard exactly what I want to hear, which is slow burn at the beginning, and then uh, it really ramps up and we're going to watch uh, these dramatic uh, events unfold, which is exactly what I wanted, so I- I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm with you. I, overall, I think what I'm hearing here to me is a good thing. I, I don't want it to be super exciting. I don't want car chases right out of the gate. And I do want to get to know these characters a little bit. IndieWire, who knows what they're talking about um, when they say that they're, they, you know, they want them to do this, but they don't. So we'll have to wait and see. I just thought it would be interesting to go through the spectrum of reviews here. There's probably lots more out there. So, uh, you know, go searching for Fear the Walking Dead reviews if you want, and you'll probably find differing, more differing opinions on this show um, all over the place. Right. But uh, interesting stuff, and we don't have that much longer to wait, only two more weeks. So uh, The Walking Dead will be back on your TV before you know it. 
You could pretty much go to sleep till then if you really wanted. <laughs> you don't even have to get out of bed before yeah. the walk. Fear the Walking Dead is on. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think you could spend two weeks in bed without too much issue. Oh, that would be sweet. You know, <laughs> just thinking about my my uh, what I was saying earlier about my my job these days. Two more weeks in bed would be fantastic. Yeah, you'd have to go uh, buy yourself a bedpan though. Well, I might get out of bed to do that. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You just gotta, I think you have to have a conversation with your wife, a frank and open discussion with your wife about what you want to do over the next two weeks and just tell her that uh, you're going to have to go buy a bedpan and she's going to have to help you. Oh, all right. It doesn't sound so appealing anymore. <laughs> you know, there's, there's ups and downs. Yeah, I guess so. All righty. Uh, let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, sticking with Fear the Walking Dead, though, the time frame. You know, we've talked a little bit about the time. Well, we've talked a lot about the time frame of this show and what it's going to be and where it's going. Um, but the Dave Erickson, as I've mentioned, showrunner, was at the Television Critics Association press tour. And he said this, By the end of season one, we definitely know the world has changed. But we're not at the same place where Rick woke up. That's still a window of time Uh We'll have some real estate left. Rick's coma was about four to five weeks. If you track our story, we probably go three weeks over the course of our first season. There's a time that may come that we catch up, and there may be a season where we do a major time cut. The thinking right now in season one and the writer's room for season two isn't about how do we intersect them or catch up with the original show. So So season one, three weeks, and Rick's not even woke up from his coma yet. How are they going to do three weeks and six episodes? Uh, well, they're going to do half a week per episode. Well, I mean, is there going to, there, it sounds like there has to be some time cuts. It's not going to be just a, uh, you know, uh, stuff happening in, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. It's going to be like stuff happens, and then uh, they're going to cut a week ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, it just, it sounds, uh, that sounds, makes it sound a little disjointed to me. Here, here's what I think. I think the season, although only six episodes, is going to be kind of split in two. And uh, we're going to get three episodes that, that opens the show that all happen back to back to back. And then we're going to get three episodes that are a couple weeks later that are maybe spread out a little more, but, or maybe they're just two weeks later and they happen sort of back to back in a row. So um, I think that's probably the way it's going to play out. The other thing that makes me think this, Jason, is that we've got six episodes and we've got seven weeks between August 23rd and October, what is it, 12th, 11th or 12th, when the main show comes back. Right. So is it crazy to think that they're going to show a few episodes, take Labor Day weekend off, and then show three more so that this show ends the week before the main show starts? And that Labor Day break is going to be when there is sort of a cut between the beginning half and the second half of the season. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I just don't want to, I guess, yeah, that kind of makes sense, and I think you might be right. Uh, I think what I'm worried most about now is that there's going to be those flash-forward, flashback things, where each episode is going to flash-forward to the finale, and then flash-back to uh, what happened at the beginning, and then I just, I don't want to jump around a lot. I want each episode to be anchored in a single time frame, if they can manage it. I don't think flashing forward and back is necessarily bad, but I see what you're saying. I mean, tell the story in in the right order. (laughs) Please. You know, (laughs) don't tell it in the wrong order. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose they could do that so that, yeah, we have events happening three weeks from now, and then we're showing events happening right now that lead up to that. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. That's No one really mentioned that in the reviews, so um, I feel like that would have been something that that they that was mentioned if we were jumping around in time. Right. Um, so I suppose it could be either. We could have that or we could have, uh, we could have like a first half, second half. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I just think it's interesting that he came right out and said, nope, we're doing three weeks and Rick hasn't woken up yet. And who knows what will happen after that. Right. So, um, okay, let's move on to something else. Do you remember... About a year ago, maybe more, we were talking about Frank Darabont suing AMC. I remember, yes. And uh, I don't know that we need to go into all the the details of that, but it had to do with that whole vertical vertical integration thing that studios do these days where the distributor and the production company are the same company, so they can... Uh, they can basically sell a show to themselves and pay artificially low licensing fees and then screw people out of money because, you know, I think sometimes contracts are based on what you can sell the show to or what you can, the amount you can sell the show for. But when you're selling it to yourself, you can sell it for nothing and therefore nobody gets any residual payments. Yes. That was the basic high level sort of subject of this lawsuit, I think. Well, it turns out it's still ongoing. Wow. And there's been some developments, uh, you know, some changes to the original claim. Um, and reading through the article, there were many that were sort of very legal and I didn't really understand or, to be honest with you, care to investigate that much because <laughs> I don't know what's, uh, you know, I don't know what's, how exciting sort of the details of this sort of legal uh, legal action is, unless you're a lawyer or you're involved somehow. Um, but... Uh, the main, the main thing here, the thing I found most interesting is um, how Frank is adding Fear the Walking Dead to this lawsuit. So from, from the article on Deadline that I read, they wrote, For the first time, the plaintiffs have called out the upcoming Fear the Walking Dead by name as a derivative or as derivative productions for which Darabont, Darabont is due payment. Plaintiffs are entitled to payments and or contingent compensation under the terms of the agreement for Talking Dead and any subsequent derivative productions, including the forthcoming scripted spinoff to The Walking Dead titled Fear the Walking Dead, says the 30-page amended complaint put before the New York State Courts Tuesday. So now Frank is coming along and saying, you owe me money for that, too. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess. I mean, it must well, no, make sense from his that, perspective. You know, uh, where would there be a show called Talking Dead uh, on the air if it wasn't for The Walking Dead, which Frank Darabont feels that he uh, helped Shepard along? Yeah. No, there would not. Well, yeah. And would there be a spinoff show without uh, without uh, the original show that Frank Darabont feels that he uh, helped Shepard along? So, no, I mean, those shows wouldn't be there without him, is what he feels. So he's like, yeah, I want a piece of them, too. I feel like this lawsuit is going to go on for a long, long time. Yeah, for uh, unless the, he gets uh, a crazy amount of money uh, to go away, uh, he's going to keep adding on whatever uh, whatever makes sense for him to think that he owes uh, money for, or owes, owed money for. It just... It just... Seems, I mean, obviously both parties think they're in the right. 
from an outside perspective, though, I mean, I don't know how you resolve this because Frank Darabont is a huge, he's a household name, right? He's huge. He probably wants a crap ton of money. Um, You know, it's not like he's just some guy who was working on the production and I don't know, he, he's, he, his claim wouldn't be that for, for that much. Frank Darabont's claim for, I don't know what it is, is probably just a shitload. And AMC's coming along going, okay, look, we might want to pay him to go away, but that's a lot of money. Like, we don't want to give him that much. So there's going to be an impasse here and eventually someone's going to have to decide what to do. True. How do you like my really stupidly simple uh, explanation of how the law works? I, I, I wouldn't call it a stupidly simple explanation. <laughs> One person wants money, the other person doesn't want to give it to them, and someone's going to have to decide what to do. That's the basis of the law. Yes, I, <laughs> you, I guess You so. have two opposing, uh, opposing <laughs> points of view, and you have an arbiter of some kind to, uh, to resolve the dispute. And I'm sure a lot of people out there needed me to spell it out for them like that. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's that. So anyways, we'll continue to talk about this, I guess, as it goes on. Maybe we'll send an update next year when uh, Frank adds the second spinoff to, you, to his think, list. You think he's going to add our podcast to the list? Because we wouldn't be here without the show. Frank Darabont, I love you, man. Don't do that. Well, no, you can, you know, if you want a piece of the action, you come on the show and explain to us exactly what piece you want, and then uh, we'll tell you how much we make, and then you'll say that's a waste of time, and he'll move on with his life, but at least he'll be on the show. <laughs> Good point. Frank, if you're listening, <laughs> happy to have you on any time. Yeah, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what you want. We'll try and settle out of court. All right, perfect. That's that. We'll update you in a year. <laughs> All right, let's talk about season six. Of The Walking Dead main show a little bit, shall Local. we? Yeah. Seems like all the news lately is about fear, The Walking Dead. Why, so. it's a big ramp up time for them. Absolutely, big time. Um, so a bunch of the actors have said things, and I'm going to read some of the things that they've said. Almost everybody says things. Yeah, people say stuff all the time, don't they? Yeah. Well, Andrew Lincoln, he described season six as big, very big, ambitious, brave. And there were periods after each one of those. <laughs> Those big, aren't sentences. Big period. Very big period. Ambitious period. Brave period. <laughs> I love that kind of quote. <laughs> Do you? It just it, that kind of stuff makes me mad. Like, well, why even bother talking? He goes on to say there. Well, because people love to hear the sound of their own voice, Jason. I, I know. You see but, what we're doing right here, right now? <laughs> yes, that's that's true. But I don't talk in single word sentences. Uh, yeah, most period. of the time. <laughs> true. <laughs> I just amused myself. Very good. Uh, Andrew Lincoln goes on to say, there are more walkers than we've ever faced before. I think the storytelling is astonishing. Scott has kind of picked up very much where we left off, and he's spinning 18 principal storylines in an incredibly complicated and cool way. That's a good quote. That is a good quote. 18 principal storylines. Now, regarding episode one, Andrew Lincoln says... I think that episode one is something that people are not going to expect. I certainly didn't when I read it, and when we filmed it, it just grew and grew and got deeper and deeper. And I think there are a couple of episodes this season that are certainly some of the best episodes I've read, maybe in a couple of seasons. That sounds naughty. <laughs> not, not just of all time, but a couple, the best in, in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. So Andrew Lincoln seems to think this will be big, very big, ambitious and brave. It sounded very naughty because it was it grew and grew and got deeper and deeper. 
you know, the things that go through your mind, sir. What? That's not just you. Never thought of that when you read that. Well, I didn't when I read it, but now I now I am because right. of you, uh, Melissa Mil- <laughs> Melissa McBride, who plays Carol, said season six is crazy. So she went with crazy. There's so much stuff going on. They're topping last year. I can tell you that. That's oh, exciting. Awesome. That's exciting. These people know how to ramp up the excitement, Jason. She also said, as far as mindset, there's a lot of things going on in different story arcs and different characters coming in that are really putting the characters against their own selves as far as, you know, where they stand. Cool. So a lot of internal conflict, I think. Sounds like it. Right? Like, I don't know what to do kind of questions. Here we are in the zombie apocalypse. How do I handle this? What do I do? Internal conflict. Well, that would be my problem. <laughs> it would, eh? Yeah, what do I do? We, we can Shit. either go over there, we can either go over here, we can eat this, we can not eat that. What do we do? This world coming to an end really is complicated, and I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> it's tough. It's Probably tough. just sit here and die. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of a defeatist attitude. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Finally, Scott Gimple. And this is huge. This is huge. This is a huge revelation, in my opinion. And I'm going to say right now that this could probably be considered a spoiler. Okay. And it's not about spe- anything specific that happens in the show. Um, but if, but, but I, I don't know. I'm going to give people the chance to to skip over this a little bit. Um, Scott Gimple said at Comic Con in the room at Comic Con, he said. There will be a whole lot of flashbacks in the first half of this season. I'm working on an entire episode that is a flashback. An important part of the first section of season six is to explore what the characters' lives were like before the walkers took over. Wow. So that's huge, isn't it? I mean, that's a massive revelation that we're going to get in six years into this show. We're going to suddenly get... A whole lot of flashbacks where we've had like five or six maybe in in five seasons previous. That That is huge. It's, and a whole episode being a flashback, that's crazy. It is crazy. And it's got me thinking, what if that little bit at the end of the trailer from Comic-Con we saw with Daryl um, and those people that apparently aren't the wolves because they don't have W's on their forehead, what if we get a Daryl flashback episode that, oh, goes, that'd be cool. that goes back... Who knows how far back? Now, Now Scott Gimple says, explore the characters' lives before the walkers took over. I mean, there's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, could that Daryl stuff be that long ago? I don't think so. But maybe that could be a Daryl flashback in any case to, like, what he's doing out on the road trying to recruit people. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about this. It's It feels like they're changing the format of the show in a significant way six seasons in. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Could go either way, I guess. But it seems like a extensive change. It is. It it is huge, and uh, I think I'm okay with it. I'm not opposed to a format change every now and again. No, I I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, a format change could be good, but I think it's just big. I think it's. I think it's just to suddenly spring this on people is could be jarring in a way that's not amazing. It could be. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Next news item, um, Halloween Horror Nights. The Walking Dead is returning to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. They've done this for four years in a row now. And uh, what they do 
is Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort set up Walking Dead inspired uh, mazes at uh, Halloween time. And you go in and you get scared. And the mazes generally are uh, um, themed, so they sort of follow what's going on in the show a little bit, or they recreate something from the show. So this year in Orlando, the theme will be Season 5, Episode 2's Food Bank scene. Remember the Food Bank scene? I do. That was gross. In the water. So apparently what they're going to do is surround people with hundreds of gallons of water while walkers are attacking. (laughs) Yeah. How are they going to do that without... I mean... How are they going to do that? It's it's like a water ride. It's a is wa- everybody going to get wet? I, I don't know. I'm not sure I would want to do that, frankly. I don't like getting wet. I'm not a big fan of the getting wet in public myself. No. So I don't know, but I guess there's a lot of people that might be into it. In uh, Hollywood, they will be doing the apparently the biggest maze they've ever done, and it'll be called The Walking Dead Wolves Not Far. Um, and they say there'll be twice as many never-before-seen walkers. So that doesn't really tell us too much other than that'll be big. Twice as many never-before-seen. Aren't they all individually unique anyway? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what they said. There'll be, there'll be a lot. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, so, you know, even though we don't know as much about it, it doesn't sound like you're going to get wet in that one. So that might be my choice right there. Maybe they put um, you in big hip waders. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. And you just make sure you don't let them fill up with water. Oh, that would be really... You'd probably have to sign a waiver. Oh, God. You might get soaked full of grossness. Doesn't sound nice at all. Um, Yeah. Ew, God. The more I think about this, the less appealing that sounds. It's just... Maybe it's just a... uh, You walk through a clear tank where it looks like you're in the water, but you're not. Could be, or maybe it's like a log ride where you get in a boat and you're you're sort of floating down the river and there's yeah. there's zombies coming at you and it's like a water boat ride. So That's you might get, probably it. You might get misted occasionally. It's the zombie canoe ride. <laughs> zombie canoe. There's a movie idea. <laughs> it is. <laughs> People camping, portaging canoes. They got the canoe on their head so they can't really see around them so well other than the path in front of them and zombies are approaching from the sides and they don't know it. That's tension right there, my friend. Zombie camp. Right there. That's a movie. It could be like meatballs with zombies. I feel like that's probably been done. Or wet hot American summer with zombies. Wet hot American zombie summer. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've been watching that show on uh, Netflix. I don't know if you have, but I enjoy it a lot so far. I watched the, we watched the pilot. It, well, and you haven't even seen the original film, have you? No, I haven't seen the film. That's why I, I'm I'm on the fence right now. I don't know whether to continue watching the show or go back and watch the uh, the movie. Did you like the pilot of the show? I thought it was fucking fantastic. Okay, good. I'm Paul, glad. Paul man. Rudd scared me. It was so funny. <laughs> totally, when he jumps off the motorcycle and <laughs> when he was doing the push-ups, and the oh, look yeah. on his face when he was doing the push-ups was like the. I don't know what it was, but it was like some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my whole life. One of the things I love about that show is how there's a whole bunch of like 35, 40 year old actors and they're playing like 17 year old kids. Yes. No, it was great. And <laughs> but it uh, works. So I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I think I'm, I'm stuck in some kind of weird limbo where I, uh, I, I want to do both. I want to watch the prequel TV show before I watch the movie, but I want to watch the movie before I see the prequel TV show, but I want to watch the prequel TV show before I see the movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't do it's, anything. It's a tough call. I almost like the TV show more than the movie, and I like the movie quite a bit. So I, I, I don't know what you should do there other than keep watching something. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck. I can't, I, I, I might never see anything about it ever again. 
Yeah. Well, I just because I liked it too much. Okay. Well, I hope that doesn't happen because it's worth it. Anyhow, um, I don't remember how we got on to that, but back to Universal Horror, Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Greg Nicotero had a good quote about this. He said, "I couldn't, I couldn't be more delighted to continue and expand the Walking Dead universe with Universal Studios Hollywood." and Universal Orlando than by having fans experience some of the most harrowing and suspenseful moments of our show. Halloween Horror Nights is the gold standard to which all other Halloween-themed events try to emulate. So to bring authentic walkers to this event, alongside other horror guests, is the ultimate thrill. Nice. (laughs) So Jason, when you have a Halloween party, you better hold that party up against Halloween Horror Nights as the gold standard, okay? Well, I don't think I would aspire to be the gold standard. I would probably be, you know, uh, the barely lustrous, uh, you know, graphite <laughs> standard. I would probably polished graphite. I've never had. I've never had a Halloween party. I, I don't know. You've really? I've been to a Halloween party at your house, but I've never yeah. had my own. We had a couple good ones. I thought New Year's um, parties, yes, but never Halloween. Do we make fun of these people's quotes too much? I feel like maybe we do. I mean, they're just trying to let people know what they're doing. It's all marketing team generated. I can't take any of these quotes seriously. It's not like they're going on. You know, it's not like that sentence came out of his mouth on the spur of the moment. No, probably he probably had it pre-written and pre-digested for him. And- Everything, even you know, uh, Andrew Lincoln's quote about the next about what season six is going to be like. It's all uber super polished. Bullshit, in my opinion. It, so what, what you're saying is we should just ignore it altogether. No, I'm not saying that, but, uh, you know, th- it's not like it's their opinion. It mm. is the marketing team's opinion fed through the actor, and part of the actor's job is to uh, disseminate this opinion when mm-hmm. asked a question. It, it's, all, it's, it's all part of the machine. I don't, uh, I don't take any of it seriously. So making fun of it is okay. Yeah, it's fine with me. All right. Well, that's that. We'll continue and to do that. And, and Halloween Horror Night starts Friday, September 18th, everybody, if you're interested in checking that out. Okay, one final item in the news here, and that is the Emmy nominations that were announced a few weeks ago. I am sad to report that there were zero, zero acting or show nominations for The Walking Dead. Big fat zip zero zilch nada. And also not really a big surprise since the show has never been nominated for any of the sort of acting level or show level nominations. It's had a bunch of others for things like makeup and sound and stuff. And in fact, this year it did get a nomination in Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a Series, Limited Series, Movie, or a Special. Damn right it should. Three more. Outstanding Sound Editing for a Series. Outstanding special visual effects in a supporting role. Again, I don't understand that one. They did, we yeah, already talked again. about that last year. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited series, or movie. Cool. Um, so, you know, congratulations in those regard. Uh, I mean, the people that involved in all those different areas of, of TV show and filmmaking certainly deserve, you know, recognition for their work. And it's all very, very good. And I hope they win. That's great. But when you get a show like uh, Game of Thrones getting 24 total nominations, lots of them for the acting and the the show, or um, the Americans getting all kinds of nominations, American Horror Story even picking up a, a fair number, 
Um, those are all great shows, and I don't begrudge them for getting nominations in any way, but I do think The Walking Dead can stand against any of those shows in terms of acting quality or just show general show quality. So it seems odd that, you know, our show that we cover here would get nothing. It is a little odd. I feel a little snubbed. I gotta be honest. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And one of these years, maybe they'll uh, wake up and smell the zombies and, and they'll they'll change their opinion. But uh, for now, I guess ratings will have to do. And, and I, I, Kirkman's always said, right, I'd rather have the uh, 17 million people watching my show than, <laughs> than uh, Emmy nominations. Yeah. But still, you got to think the TV daytime or the TV Emmy nominations would be quite a thrill for everyone involved. Yeah. I'd be thrilled so. if I was nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, absolutely. For just sitting on your couch watching TV. They should get an Emmy for <laughs> best uh, best viewing of a, a series, limited series movie or special. Uh, best use of a, uh, a mid-episode snack. That's right. I paused the episode and went and got a sandwich and came back. No, you, you can't pause it. You got to go in the, during the commercial break. Oh, See that's okay. that's the thing. If you pause it, then you know you know it's not really a performance. It's uh, you know it's just a <laughs> thing you do. But you know if you got you know get up during that uh, that commercial break, then and make yourself a sandwich within that time frame, and then come back and you're good to go. Right. That's uh, you know that that that's applause worthy. You got to use the time that you have. Right. And a lot of times you have can't. to choose between going to the bathroom and making a sandwich because you can't do both. Yes. Fastest bathroom break. Yeah. <laughs> During a series, limited series, whatever. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. Well, I think we're on to something here that may be a whole new category of awards that we can give out to TV shows. Yeah. I, I, the only downside is they'd have to film me doing it, right? Which I'm, you know, I'm not big on. Well, making a sandwich, you'd probably be okay, but taking a I don't, dump. I don't, I don't like know. being on TV. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, there you go. That's it for the news. Like I said, quite a bit. Um, Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about The Walking Deceased. Stay with us. like to help support the Talking Dead podcast, the best way and the easiest way probably to do that is to visit TalkingDeadPodcast.com slash Amazon and click on the Amazon store of your choice. Uh, When you do that, everything you purchase at Amazon uh, will be tallied up 
and a small cut of that will come back to us, and that is fantastic. We are very, very thrilled when anyone does that, aren't we, Jason? We are super thrilled. We love kickbacks. <laughs> Who doesn't love a kickback, really? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have no idea what you purchased. It's all completely anonymous, but uh, a little bit comes to us. So please, please, before you do your shopping at Amazon, visit TalkingDeadPodcast.com slash Amazon and click on the country store of your choice. You can also help uh, help out the show by visiting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Dead. There, you can make a small monthly pledge um, to just show your support for the show. And uh, there are a few different levels of support that you can choose from, a couple including really fancy re- uh, rewards. So uh, check those out at patreon.com slash thetalkingdead. We thank everyone who chooses to support the show. We couldn't do it without you. We are back. Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. We are now going to take a few minutes to talk about a film that has been out for a little while now. It's a parody movie. It's called The Walking Deceased. It parodies The Walking Dead, amongst other movies, mostly zombie genre films. And uh, Jason, I think I'll let you start on this, if you'd like. What did you think of The Walking Deceased? So, okay. So I've been thinking about this all day. Because he, he, okay. he texted me earlier today and said we're gonna we're gonna finally talk about uh, talk about this thing, and I'm I'm at a loss, and I want to get you to choose something here. I'm at, I I don't know whether to preface my opinion with something or to temp beforehand, like so I'll preface it before I actually give my opinion, or to temper my opinion afterwards. Uh, and okay. I'm not sure what to do. It's kind of like one of those things where uh, you know you probably should know a few things before I give my opinion, or maybe I should just give my opinion and then discuss why my opinion is like that afterwards. So I'm going to let you choose. Do I go preface or temper? Um, I want to go preface so that we know where you're coming from. Okay, so I'm going to preface uh, my opinion by saying that I do not watch parody movies. I don't like them. I don't watch them. I don't. I think I may have seen about ten minutes of scary movie, something. Mm-hmm. So I, I do not watch those shows. I don't like them. Uh, they're just not my cup of tea. They're not my bag, man. But but before you go on, I mean, there there's different kinds of parody though. Like there's, yeah, scary movie is is one thing where they're they're really really trying hard to parody a certain type of film and they do it um in a specific way um and it doesn't work i mean maybe it does if you like that sort of thing i don't know that's not really my thing either although i've seen a number of those and um those types of films that i do think kind of work um such as Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz, that kind of thing. Those are parody oh, films. They ha- are. However, damn it. however, those those three, uh, the third being um, 
what's it called? End of the world? Not end of the world. Uh, the the world the, the world's end. The world's end. Yeah. Those three movies successfully. They are the rare film that successfully parody a genre while also being an entry in that genre. And that's what they're trying to do. And they succeed. Scary Movie and, let's be honest, The Walking Deceased are not trying to be an entry in the genre. They're simply trying to parody and lampoon the genre. And I think in the case of The Walking Deceased, it does not work. They're taking the tropes and adding them in, and the fact that they've added them in and made fun of them is supposed to be what's entertaining about the about the movie. It's the whole point, whereas in Hot Fuzz, that's only part of the point, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, okay, so now that my preface is over, and I think maybe we, uh, <laughs> I may have you know spoiled what my opinion is. And I apologize for uh, for swearing here, but I fucking hated this thing. Uh, and I got 10 <laughs> minutes into it, and I could not stand it. I yelled at the TV a couple of times, and I just, I, I had, I was out. I can't watch this. And I'm glad that we can talk about it briefly without, like, normally for our, uh, our actor spotlights, I, you know, grit my teeth and suffer through whatever it is we've decided to watch, and I get through it so that... Uh, uh, we can talk about it. This I could not do. I so, could not get through it. <laughs> so how much did you watch? Maybe ten minutes. Oh, Maybe that's too bad. I mean, what do you mean too bad. Okay, it's not, it's not you too bad. You thought it was good, and I no. should have stuck with it. No, I didn't. This movie was terrible. But I had an interesting experience watching this because I put it on and I watched about ten minutes of it, and then I got. Um, distracted. Uh, something happened. I had to turn it off and go do something else. And after that 10 minutes, I was like, this is terrible. I don't know if I can go back and watch it. However, a number of weeks later, which is kind of why it took us this long to get around to talking about this movie, a number of weeks later, I went back and I watched the whole thing. Um, I was kind of doing something else while I was watching it, but it was on and I was paying attention like at more than 50%. And Which, that's not like you. You no, don't watch TV and movies like that. No, I, I know don't. you. I do you, not. You sit there, you don't even fidget, I don't think. I think you sit there with your eyelids pressed open and uh, all of your attention on the screen. I don't fiddle with my phone. I don't like do work on my laptop. I watch what I'm watching because I feel like if you're going to watch something, you know, someone painstakingly made that TV show or, or film and you they they deserve your attention. They made it. If you're going to if you choose to watch it, you should watch it. You need to pay attention to it. If you're not paying attention to it, pen, paying attention to it, you're not really watching it. I made an exception in this case though because I watched the first 10 minutes, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't do it." But I wanted to see more than 10 minutes so that I could form a complete opinion of it. Right. And the reason this uh the reason I say this is was an interesting experience for me. Because the second time I put this on, I'm not saying it was good, I'm not saying I liked it, but I started to notice things in here that I thought were actually kind of funny. And I did laugh a few times at this movie for some reason the second time I watched it. Maybe it was the mood I was in, maybe it was because the first time I was so, like, I, I just rejected it so strongly outright this time I I was more open-minded for some reason, but there was some stuff in here that was legitimately kind of funny. 
Were you high? <laughs> no, I am not that kind of person. <laughs> no drugs were involved. Um, you know, but things like, I, I'm going to reveal a bunch of the jokes here. So things like, the, the movie focuses on a character named Sheriff Lincoln. Gee, right. where'd that come from? He's yeah. the he's the sheriff. He's the Rick character that wakes up in the coma. His name is Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah I got um, it. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, his son, Chris, in this movie, uh, the character's name is Chris, yet Sheriff Lincoln continues to call him Carl the whole time. Right. I kind of giggled at that. I thought that was sort of funny. The whole movie, he calls him Carl, yet his name is Chris, and the kid is constantly correcting him. <laughs> I thought it was funny. There's there, At the beginning, there's a parody of Sean and uh, Ed from Sean of the Dead. Kind of right. made me smile a little bit. I, uh, You know, I must admit that. Gave me a little, a little bit of a smile. Um, the Daryl character in this movie is called Darnell, and he has a crossbow, but it's a child's toy crossbow. And every time he shoots it at something, the arrow just bounces off their head, and nothing happens. That I thought was freaking hilarious. <laughs> that is kind of funny. And I didn't really pay attention to that the first time I watched it, but then the second time I was like, "Oh my god, that is super funny!" And then there was a there was a bit of dialogue that I thought was funny. There's a there's a time when Darnell um is talking to another character who's sort of getting up in his face a little bit and Darnell says, "Did you just come at me slick?" And the other guy goes, "No, slick." And Darnell says, "Did you double slick me?" <laughs> That's funny. I thought it was funny. I it was clever. Um and then just to go on, there's another scene where Darnell says something like you hear the rumors about the super survivor? He's waxing zombies? And Sheriff Lincoln goes, like bikini waxing? <laughs> Funny. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I feel like there were some good jokes in this movie, even though the whole thing was pretty terrible. And, and I don't know how to explain this, because yet it was so bad, yet I kind of laughed throughout it, and I didn't hate it as much as the second time as much as I did the first time. You must have been hit on the head or something. <laughs> like, were you, in, were you injured while you were watching this? No. Did you come in from, you when you were building your deck and you got, uh, somebody threw a, a circular saw at you? Something? They encounter, uh, later on, they encounter a group of people on a zombie walk in the zombie apocalypse. And then one character makes a comment about this, which I'm not going to repeat because it's really offensive. But the whole concept of that, I thought, okay, kind of kind of funny i sort of laughed a little bit um you know there's and there's other jokes here too that i thought weren't great but occasionally landed and uh i don't know i don't know what to tell you maybe it's because i was only 50 percent paying attention to it and so all of the stuff that was terrible about it i kind of wasn't you know wasn't coming into my brain whereas the little bits here and there that i thought were funny is all that was getting through i don't know i'm I, it's, I can't explain it. All right. So on a scale of uh, one to 10, what would you give this movie? Oh, it's, it's like a two. It's, it's two, two and a half. It's not a, it's not a quality film, but the bits that were funny and, and, and I'm not saying like, you know, bust a gut, like doubled over laughing funny, but you know what? When, when Darnell fires a toy, fires a toy crossbow at a zombie and you just see the arrow bounce off the zombie and it keeps coming. I thought it was funny. Okay. It was good. It was good stuff. Now should that I thing, go back and try and get all the way through it? What you should do is go back, put it on, do
do something else while you're watching it, which you do anyway. Um, but uh, and then maybe just the the good bits will get through. They're few and far between. I mean, this movie had terrible acting, a dumb story, and 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 pretty much everything about it was just was just bad. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, man. It was it was weird. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's a scene. There's a part at the end where they make fun of how soft the zombies' heads are in Walking Dead. They start killing zombies with pillows and by yelling at them. <laughs> See, that's funny. See what I mean? It's That was funny. I, and, and I don't know. This movie was terrible. It was not good. But it wasn't a complete waste of time. And I think I'm going to get email for saying that because I know a lot of people have already written in and said, had the same reaction you did, where they said, I turned it off. I couldn't get through more than the first 15 minutes. Um, you know, this was just absolutely terrible. Don't even bother. So, I don't know. I, I Sorry, everybody. But... A, little bit like five percent of this movie worked for me i think okay so <laughs> there's that <laughs> i don't know any anything else you want to say about this thing no i you know i didn't watch enough of it to give an other uh, opinion other than i i hated it all right I just, I just hated it all right are there any other parody films you can think of that you you enjoyed other than the Shaun of the dead ones uh, you see i'm not entirely convinced that i can put Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz, uh, in that category. I mean, it is a it is a parody, but it's not really a parody. It's more more of an homage to uh, the genre. It's not in the. It's I, mm. I can't I can't put them in the same category as scary movie or there's there's so many of these movies. Uh, but then again, there's airplane, right? Which yeah. is a parody movie of all kinds of stuff and. That that's comic gold. Like that stuff is genius. No, but, you're right. Airplane's a really good example. They parody stuff, and there's romantic comedy parodies too that occasionally work. Um, God, there was one. The name of it I can't think of right now, but I think it had Amy Poehler. Um, I think it's the movies that specifically parody other specific movies. Like right. when they take something that is obviously uh, something you can point to and say, you know, Officer Lincoln is obviously Andrew Lincoln, uh, Rick Grimes. Like mm-hmm. you can you can take you can draw a direct line between that joke and uh, the source material. Whereas with Hot Fuzz, uh, you can't do that. You can just say, okay, that's that's more of a, a generalization of uh of the genre rather than a specific uh lampooning of something. Yeah, they're they're parodying the genre rather than something specific. Um yeah. I mean Wet Hot American Summer really is a parody of like eighties summer camp movies, which but there are I, some. Well granted I haven't well meatballs for one. Yeah. But uh does does it specifically lampoon uh, target movies, target source material, or is it just more of a genre parody no i'd say it's more of a genre parody right okay so i think that's the difference is that these uh the ones that i specifically hate are the ones that target other like specific source material yeah no that that could be the the line right there the movie i was thinking of before with amy poehler it had paul rudd and it was called they came together i don't know if you've seen that but that's a parody of romantic comedies i thought that movie was okay it does not have a very good rating on imdb it's only 5.5 stars but um, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, I thought that mo- this movie was was pretty good, and I think it's another one that parodies more the genre than a specific 
specific film. Right. So I think you may be onto something there. That's that's the line. When you're when you can draw a direct line, like you said, from one to the other, it's not as good because you're just making a joke out of something that wasn't supposed to be a joke originally. Whereas you if you write something original that's parodying something more general, it works because you're 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 creating something new. Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't we'll know. see. Uh, anyhow, bottom line for me was The Walking Deceased was really bad, but there were a couple of jokes that landed all right, I thought. Good. And uh, if you watch it or you got all the way through it, you have any other opinion of it and you want to let us know, by all means, send us an email, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com and, and let me know, because I would love to hear from somebody out there that really loved this film and thought it was absolutely worth your time. We'll see. We'll see if we get any of those. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Don't laugh. There's probably somebody. Sorry. Sorry. Sometimes, sometimes when I watch movies and I'm thinking about them and if I really didn't like it or something, I think to myself, there's probably somebody out there who feels this is their favorite movie of all time. There's probably somebody. Well, yeah. And, and if you think of The Walking Deceased, I mean, somebody loved that movie. Like, somebody loved it so much that they raised money and got the damn thing put on film, mm-hmm. right? Somebody somebody absolutely cherished the shit out of that thing. Uh, you know, and I, I don't mean to, you know, make fun of them, but damn. <laughs> but damn. <laughs> um, during the, the, the end credits for this movie, they show outtakes, of course. Right. And uh, I think they were filming near an airport because there's a lot of outtakes where they have to stop because a plane is flying overhead and you can hear it. Oh, that's the thing. You, you know, I've been in uh, I've been in multiple bands. I've been in really really bad bands, uh-huh. and you don't know that you're bad. You think that the song is a little rough, and you think that uh, the guitar player is an idiot, but you don't know <laughs> that you're in a really horrible band until afterwards when you go, "Holy shit." We sucked. Right. We sucked hard. Uh, and I've been in a few of those. And I didn't know at the time. <laughs> right. So you're saying they didn't know they were making a crappy movie, but they probably do now. They thought they were making a, you know, half, you know low budget kind of funny uh, kind of movie. And then afterwards they're like, damn, that, that <laughs> sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like bikini waxing? <laughs> that, sorry, that was funny. All right. Um that's it. Let's let's uh, let's end this podcast now. Right. Um, so uh, speaking of stuff that sucked afterwards. Oh God! When we look back on this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, thousands of hours we put into this thing. Someday it'll all be over. Um, before then, though, I think we should let people know how they can contact us, and just remind everyone that in two weeks, Fear the Walking Dead will be on, and we will be recording a show about that premiere. It's going to be awesome legendary legendary um but in the meantime you can send us email at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com you can uh give us a call at one oh one eight four 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 eight three nine six six two i really gotta update that sign sounds like a question um go to talkingdeadpodcast.com and click on send voicemail that should work come right to us and it'll probably be better quality than the phone line you can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Talking Dead. Um, remember to use our Amazon link, talkingdeadpodcast.com slash Amazon, and visit us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Talking Dead. 
Um, and uh, like I said, in two weeks, we'll be here talking about Fear the Walking Dead, which will be fun. But until then, uh, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao.